Listen, I told you we're headed to Zimbabwe. Get into this. Get into the vibes of Zimbabwe. Welcome, friends. It's W.E. to Cruz. We're here on the Digital Development Podcast, and I'm so excited to introduce to you this dynamic female founder named Tracy, who's doing some amazing things in Southern Africa. In this interview, we're talking exporting, we're talking digitalization, we're talking resources, business networks, how to get started. Listen, it's all things how to impact locally and build globally through digitalization. I'm so excited you're here for this. Take a listen. All right, awesome, amazing. Tracy, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Well, welcome to the Digital Diplomat Podcast. Um, so, so tell us, are you still in Michigan or are you back in Zimbabwe? I'm back in Zimbabwe. I'm, I'm trying to adjust. It's good to be home, but I'm sort of missing Michigan already. <laughs> well, how long were you here for? For um, four weeks. And wow. then the fifth week I was in Washington, D.C. In D.C. Congratulations on all the chiefs and being here. I'm so happy that um, the team at MSU, the African Alliance for Partnership, invited me to come and speak to the group of fellows, which included you. And that's where we met. Yeah. I knew that once you were in food manufacturing, that we had to take the conversation. um, Exactly. uh, We have a lot to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> so much to talk about, share with people the story. So let's get started. Well, tell people who you are, you know, who you are and how this got started. Okay. Okay. Um, Tracy is a passion-driven entrepreneur, food entrepreneur. Um, okay. I'm the founder and managing director of Any Streets. So we manufacture seed-based snacks. So snack bars, snack bowls, seed butter. Um, And Tracy is also a crop scientist. She's a researcher. She specializes in indigenous plants uh, that have commercial potential. Tracy is a food innovator, a food enthusiast, so plant enthusiast. Yeah. Yeah, So that's that's what I do. And that's what I am. Amazing. A female founder producing food products that you are selling into local markets and eventually globally. So what, what drives your passion? I mean, how did you get started? Okay. Um, So after college, I started in South Africa at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. I had to come back home and I couldn't get a job. And I was so frustrated just sitting at home. I was like, you know what? My my brain is a powerful tool. So let me just find something to do. So I started volunteering at an organization which promotes underutilized indigenous plants. Mm-hmm. So whilst I was there, my, uh, I discovered that I had a passion for, I, I just started experimenting with food. So I would make something during the weekend and then share with my colleagues the next day. Then I made the very snack bar that I made, the very first snack bar that I made was made with uh, peanuts and peanut butter. Then I gave one of my colleagues who was allergic to peanuts and she just munched everything and reacted badly. (laughs) So I felt bad and I was like, I didn't know people could react badly after eating that. Yeah, so yeah, so I had to readjust my recipe just to uh, uh, make you feel better <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so at that point I didn't know I could sell and then my other colleague then asked how much are these in my head I'm, I'm just sharing with people yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. when I figured oh, I can actually sell this and there are a lot of 
other people with food allergies. So that's how I started and I started going to food fairs. So it was just like a minimum viable product. But I got food feedback, good feedback. And the very first day I sold out, like everything that I had taken to the market was at the market. That that was Um, a good sign. That is so amazing. You know, I think unemployment, it's something that many people even more recently are starting to experience. You know, there was this Mm. concept, you could tell me, you know, being a a child of a Ghanaian parents, so being Ghanaian American, and you being from Zimbabwe, there's this notion growing up, and I'm sure many people from many cultures can also agree and attest that there was this linear way of, of, of going to school and getting a job right and even even with all the academic accolades and all the things Uh that you've done and on paper I mean you're amazing on paper but you still can't find a job it doesn't translate it is so frustrating you know that is true yeah you know I aimed I aimed for a cum laude and I got that job job. I I can relate to that so much I mean I really feel and I think that's why we just connected when I came in to speak that day because it's true you know you get so disappointed you do everything your mentors tell you everything your advisors tell you and you still feel like you're on the wrong side of the card of the dice and I know I made a statement you know and I said if they're not going to hire me I'll hire myself and very similarly (laughs) my brain I could not fathom the idea that I was not employable I'm like yeah yeah yeah, it's frustrating (laughs) not employed (laughs) Um, so that is so amazing. And so nothing happens by accident. Everything is an incident. And so you had this free time. So you decided to start volunteering, right? Mm-hmm. And it was through mm-hmm. that that you actually learned that you had a passion for this type of food science, food yeah. agriculture. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then it was in kind of creating your first rendition of what you now sell as a company, you know, yeah. uh, saddens me that someone reacted to it but that was really good data that's real-time data mm-hmm. yeah it was it was yeah yeah oh. so now we sell gluten and nut free and dairy free products because after that incident I realized that okay this is real <laughs> this is real people have these issues and so tell us about the the um the farmer's market because with our plant-based um burger patties which is the first product in the market for us mm-hmm. we started the farmer's market so tell us the about market. the market Yes, in the markets okay. before we got to grocery stores or anything, it was yeah. in the markets. So market. tell us about the experience in the market. Did someone tell you about it? Did you just go sign up? How does market work for you back in Wait. Zimbabwe? Okay, uh, so in Zimbabwe, in Arare, which is the capital city, we have several food markets, um, maybe one day during the week. And then on Saturdays, where a lot of people, we have free time to come and buy fresh produce, uh, fresh vegetables and everything and local or locally made products. Yeah, so um, because I had volunteered, I, I was given an opportunity to do something like consumer awareness for un- underutilized indigenous plants and just uh, educate people on what they can make with wild nuts or, or grains or local grains. So I, I already knew what was happening. I, at first I had no clue that they existed. So wow. after that, when I made my projects, I was confident to go there with my own store and my banner, <laughs> yeah. So that's how I got to know about markets. And the good thing is now you're interacting with people I didn't know I was actually doing product testing because people yep. would then give you feedback right That's there right. before testing. you take it. Yeah. 
before you take it to the grocery stores and everything else? My goodness. And, you know, so I, I and, and farmer's market is a great uh, barrier to entry because it doesn't require all some of the processes that, that you would need to get into the shelves and some of these grocery yeah. stores and other things. Um, but it still requires money. What? How did you get the initial lump sum to produce the products that you were then selling? Okay. Um, so after one year of volunteering, I was sort of promoted <laughs> to a research assistant. Yeah, so my very first job, I then saved a little bit of money and I bought my uh, key ingredient, which is sesame seed. So I bought my 50 kg bag. I don't know how many pounds that is. <laughs> yeah, uh, of sesame seed, <laughs> of sesame seed um, from a farmer. So I went through an extension office. I was like, can you find a farmer who can sell sesame seed to me? And I got that bag and some of it, I brought my first uh, seed butter machine so it's the same as a peanut butter machine okay. so i would need that to make seed butter which i then okay. use for my snack bars and everything else yeah so that's how i managed to make the very first um a batch but it was a home-based business one man's band my family would they were they were skeptical like what are you making what is this yeah but my sister came with me to the market so we have pictures of our first day wow. <laughs> at the market <laughs> that is amazing that is a story to tell and very similarly you know your first team mates or team members are your are your family those who will believe yeah come with you to the people like who's your marketing team my children <laughs> <laughs> no right <laughs> anyone that can smile and eat the product and take a picture they're my marketing team that is it's my children um so just uh, amazing and so from the market so now you know that your mvp is actually something that can turn into a real business and so we have to go through all the legalization how is that back in um back in, in zimbabwe what is the legal legalization process of turning a kind of like a hobby into a real business what, what was that business Okay, uh, so the next step was to, so it took me a year before I registered the company. Um, so then the next stage, was, next stage was to register a company and then have um, and all the tax clearance and everything. And um, so some of the like licensing processes, we are still getting there and uh, standards. We have uh, Standards Association of Zimbabwe. So it's only now where I, I get to ask for what is the um what are the standards for snack bars so i i actually figured that i'm probably the pioneer in zimbabwe because wow. they just said we don't have standards for snack bars <laughs> so we have to actually draft them <laughs> yeah. yeah so if i oh so my God. yeah <laughs> yeah but then then i had to Two three years down the line, I had to carry out a nutritional analysis, shelf right. life test. Yeah, so it was just one step at a time. So right now we are not yet in the big retail shops, but okay. we supply upmarket specialty shops like where they sell fruit and veggies or locally made drinks or even a cafe, a gym, a pharmacy. Yeah, makes sense. Makes Definitely. sense. And so. The, um, what department do you go to to do the nutrition? Who, who supports you with the nutritional facts? Is it is it something, is, is there a particular organization or agency within the country? Is that standardized? Yeah, yeah so there's the government analyst lab. So they carry out the nutritional analysis um, 
in the shelf life phase. But I decided to go to a local university, University of Zimbabwe, because okay. I had I was I had gotten a job, like a consultant's job, is any streets a consultant to actually help rural women develop snacks using um, local nuts, tree nuts. Wow. So then I recommended the university to do the nutritional analysis for these ladies. So wow. after this job, I had to do my own nutritional <laughs> analysis. And they were like, oh yeah, you're part of us now. For we'll sure. give you 50% discount. Yeah. That's so definitely I a went resource. To the university. That yeah. is definitely a resource that many people should use and leverage because you're talking about resources in university. Uh, I know when you came to Michigan, you visited, you you came through a Michigan State University. Their product mm -hmm. center was the first place that we found online that could support us in launching our food business. So oh, yeah. the Michigan State University product center was the first place we got our nutritional facts from. They helped us, mm -hmm. they prepared, they helped us with the roadmap forward on how to take an idea, food idea, and bring it to market. Um, and okay. so that's great. So university was very mm -hmm. beneficial for you in getting some of the um, items and processes in place. Wow. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's a whole community. You need all these people uh, in order to succeed in your business, like the universities or the other institutions. And it's true. It's true. There's a lot of resources that are available. I mean, I know starting a business, especially when you fall into it, the way we fell into business, where we, because we couldn't find a job. And so we, yeah, we fell into, um, into th this entrepreneurship and this route, but um there are a lot of resources that are are available for us to leverage that don't are actually cost effective, you know, very very cost effective. Cost effective, um, yeah. If you think of it, yeah. Yeah, cost effective. I know money sometimes, oftentimes, stops people from getting started because they feel like they don't have enough capital to get no. started. In yeah. reality, you 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 apply to different grants and competitions. And so, speaking of competitions, I know you just won one. Tell us about that competition. Listen. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I was um, nominated for the SMEs Women in Agribusiness Award, the SME Small to Medium Enterprise category. Yeah. Wow. So it was. It's for women in Africa. And I was thinking, okay, no way, there's no chance here. There are a lot of uh, small to medium enterprises in Africa. And um, so the award, the award ceremony was done whilst I was in Michigan. And I couldn't attend because I was also on a, on a tour doing something else. But later on, I, I got a message from a Zimbabwean saying, congratulations, you brought it home. You made us proud. <laughs> yeah. So I was the... Um, best SMEs of the year, Women in wow. Agribusiness Award. <laughs> oh my goodness, congratulations. It's such a big feat. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur and you're a business person, first of all, being the CEO, right? Then handling operations, mm -hmm. handling sourcing, handling marketing, yes. and okay. then customers. <laughs> Yes, engage your customers and then traveling so that you can go and gain more knowledge. Because I saw exactly. your tour here in Michigan, you were going to the food manufacturers, you were going to other companies, seeing wow. how they were doing. You were meeting with yeah. our, um, you met with our Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. I mean, you were- They hosted us. Yes, you were learning from all these different people mm -hmm. because you need to take it back. And then, you know, what you've learned plus what you know already, mix it together and take it to the next level. And so mm -hmm. to, to have been able to do that, 
and win an award on top of it is such a big feat and so we we I know right yeah yeah someone actually called me they were like you're in the U.S. you're winning awards in Ghana you're in the newspaper in Zimbabwe what is happening I was like it's grace (laughs) that is so amazing what women can do when they put their mind to it I mean I exactly that is so amazing. So what's next for you? What is what does blowing up look like for you? You know, what um what does blowing up look like for you? What's the kind of impact that you want to leave um in your legacy? Okay. All right. Yeah, so um, you know, being uh at, at Michigan State University under the professional fellows program was actually a life-changing experience because I was exposed to the global world and to what the other world that is different from mine, what's happening in the agricultural sector, agribusiness. So, you know, when I came back home, I was so positive minded. So usually before I went to Michigan, at some point I told my friends that I'm I'm quitting. I'm going oh back to God. school. <laughs> and they're like, no, you can't do that. But now I know that whatever I do is going to impact a, a whole lot of other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next step is now to engage more farmers because mm-hmm. our raw ingredients, 80% of our raw ingredients are sourced locally and wow. they're grown. For example, sesame seed, it's a drought um, resistant crop. And climate change is real, yeah. So there are communities where they depend on rain-fed agriculture for their sustenance, for income, for everything. Yeah, so if we grow, they also grow because if they can uh, grow sesame seed and sell to us and we buy at a premium price, it means they can uh, support their families. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm heading to. And being more and more innovative because in Africa, in Southern Africa, we have a lot of food resources uh, we, we, and that have potential to be commercialized, where we can add value and create income for all these families, all these small-scale marginalized farmers. Yeah. Also contributing to healthy snacking, healthy diets. Yeah. That's right. You know, I have say, <laughs> you know, life is all about impacting locally and building globally. So impacting yeah. locally being able to hire locally, you know, job creation. Um, that's what drives, uh, for me, uh, that's what drives the economy, right? Being able to yeah, circulate the money that you're making from international markets, being yes, able to yeah. bring it home to Zimbabwe, hire yeah, folks, and they take it back yeah. into their households. They're not able to feed their family and their children, yeah, live in pay, homes. Yeah, pay for yeah exactly. I mean, yeah. It's it, it's the trickle effect of that is so important, and then creating these collectives or um, with these farmers, giving them, a, you know, giving them the reassurance that the products that they're that they're producing, you know, as raw mm-hmm. materials is needed, um, and there's a demand for it. And so, can you imagine exactly. your sales increase? You'll need more raw materials. They'll have more work. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, and you know, I got so confident when I I took samples of my products. So I gave most of the Americans and other fellows from Pakistan, Sri Lanka, all over the world to taste them. And the feedback that I got was uh, like a green light that, you know what, our brand is actually an international brand. 
we can international. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. exporting your products into Pakistan, yes. India? Like, yeah, imagine. In can you imagine? Yes, from made in Zimbabwe. <laughs> That's the plan. I would love That's to be plan. in Dubai and go and get go to the snack bar and pick up uh, your snacks and it's a made in Zimbabwe. I say, oh, I know Zimbabwe. Tracy. I know Tracy. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Oh my gosh. And so uh, how does digitalization and technology help you to achieve this goal? Okay. Um, you know, I think back then I always trying to imagine how people used to do this because without digitalization, you can't reach the global market. So mm-hmm. it makes it easier and cost effective to mm-hmm. reach to a wider market, uh, to different kinds of people like uh you can disseminate information like okay this is what we're making we're using some of our products we incorporate fruit powders or indigenous fruits like baobab fruit powder which is a super fruit so now so sometimes we 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 post something like ingredient of the week and mm-hmm. we're educating our consumers that we've got this super food uh, yes. found in Zimbabwe, it grows in Zimbabwe, it's grown in Zimbabwe, and it's nutritious. So we tell, sometimes we tell people that in a barber fruit powder, you find a lot of uh, vitamin C that's more than what you find in an orange. Yeah, so wow. it's through digitalization that you educate people and you also market your product and reach out to a wider market beyond just your local your local market so that is very crucial you can't grow without it (laughs) amazing you know zim is so special to my heart it's a place a country that i want to visit but for those who don't know where zimbabwe is for those who are not familiar with africa and the landscape tell us one fact one thing that um about zimbabwe that we're not aware we're not familiar with and that we should get to know and the reason why we should get to know about zimbabwe all right i'll talk of them uh like the very important and special thing. So we've got Victoria Falls, which is one of the seven wonders of the world. Wow. So this is what we're known for. And we've got a lot of uh, safaris um, where people can go for a game drive. And then a lot of agricultural activities. As I was just saying, small scale farmers, we don't have snow here. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we have the tropical climate. Yeah, <laughs> here in Michigan. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah oh. so it's, it's a it's a beautiful country. We've got a lot of diversity um, in terms of natural resources, from food to yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, I, I really look forward to um, to visiting Zimbabwe. I know that the invitation has been extended many times, and so I'll be working my yes. way <laughs> to Zimbabwe. Yes. And, um, yeah. I, I just want to thank you so much, Tracy. You know, you really embody the model that I shared when I came to speak at MSU, and it's a model that mm-hmm. I if anyone has heard anything that I ever um, I say or I share or I write about, but it's truly to live at the level of your consciousness and never yeah. at the level of your circumstance. You know, it's it's my life's motto and you embody that 100%. Yeah. Such a representation of that. And so thank you for leading the way for so many people who are watching and following you. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, I was so inspired when you shared your story. I was like, you know what? I thought I was the only one going through this or was go- walking through this journey. But yeah, hearing your story was very inspiring. Yeah, you know, it's oftentimes we always think that we're, it's so, it's so easy when we're going through the pain of our circumstance to think that 
it's only happening to us. And oftentimes mm-hmm. that's what keeps us stuck in the circumstance. But yes, yeah. when you protect your mind and protect what you believe about what's possible and what you believe is um, that you can do, you know, it does mm-hmm. change your world. And look what you're doing now. You went from yeah. unemployed to employer. I mean, yeah, like I created a job for myself like, in others. <laughs> yes, yeah. that, that is the, that's the ultimate gift that, you know, that you can give yourself is to go beyond yourself and to touch the lives of other people. And so congratulations, Tracy. I'm sure we'll be interviewing you. again in a few months when you're telling us how you're, you're selling products in other countries and countries. traveling the world. It's coming soon. Watch the space. <laughs> Thank you so soon. much for having me. Thank you. I'm really honored. Yeah. You're so welcome. Thank you, Tracy. Okay, Tracy, so here's a bonus. Let's your top five to six resources that can help another entrepreneur, whether it's in food or a different CPG industry, um, you know, that they can leverage to help them move forward in their business. Okay. Um, Yeah, so there are a lot of resources. People might not be aware, like you're saying, someone might not know about um, what we have. We've got hubs where... Uh, if you don't have an office and you're starting, you can be a member. So I'm a member of Impact Habarare, and they've done so much for my business. I couldn't have done that by myself. And so they, they'll offer you co-working space, and they invite you to events. And so when I became a member, I was invited to, they call it Founders Live, where founders mm-hmm. will pitch uh, like in 99 seconds. And then there's an audience and they'll vote. So when I attended that, I met um, the very first person I employed, who's now my accountant. So I met him there. And um, this year I participated in a program called Secular Economy Zimbabwe. And it was through Impact Hub. I I wouldn't have known that. And when I applied for professional fellows program, I was, I'm in a WhatsApp group at Impact Hub. And that's where this uh, call for application was posted. And I was like, oh, wow. let me try this out. Yeah, because you have a network of entrepreneurs. So when they have events, when there's some other opportunities, you get to find those. So it's not only Impact Hub, there are a lot of them. There's Tech Hub, uh, there's another one at Sun Big Bang. So there are several of those when entrepreneurs can go and meet other people. And there's that's- also Go Get A Movement, which is, <laughs> movement for women entrepreneurs so last year they um launched a book called the founding hundred i was i also featured in that book (laughs) so it's all through your network and and after that i've been invited to events where you meet people who are like role models in the business world um so that's that's how you get to grow and you get to expand your network and um I, i once participated in Femme Bio Bees, which is it's a South African program, but then they partner with Zimbabweans to promote females in bioscience-based businesses. Because mm. if you have a science background, you want to know more about business yes. before you launch a product. Yeah, so those are some of the resources. So if the more you grow your network, the more you know what's happening. And even the government has it partners with some of these organizations. I participated in something called Youth Connect Zimbabwe. And it was run by UNDP uh, in partnership with the ministry. Yeah, 
yes in with in partnership with the ministry of youth yeah so and there's zimbabwe farmers union uh, for young agripreneurs so if you put yourself out there That's you right. get to know more about these resources that's amazing. Well, that was definitely a heavy list of um, resources. And so, I mean, the general sentiment is that, uh, you know, join networks, validate and mm-hmm. join business networks or networks yeah. within your specialty. Make sure to mm-hmm. be engaged because people do share information. They sh- and then by yourself, you do have to submit your application. You do have to follow mm-hmm. up. You do have to make sure you're doing all the work to make sure that you're findable online, making sure that you have your LinkedIn page, making sure that mm-hmm. you're posting, you know, about the work that you're doing, you know, doing, exactly. yeah. people used to say, um, I think there was a saying that um, was that let your work speak for itself, but I honestly oh, yeah. think that it's misleading because work, no. you can speak, but your work can't speak. So you have speak to speak. For- speak as well you have yeah. That's true. yeah especially in this era that we are in where you have a lot of resources we get customers through instagram so imagine if we're not if i wasn't posting that oh this is what i'm doing i'm at the food festival okay i'm participating in the professional fellows program so a lot of opportunities are already coming out and you know i got um, a call from the minister of women affairs after i got that award because someone wrote an article about that so they called me they're like would love you to meet our permanent secretary so ah. if I hadn't posted that I won the award right. <laughs> who, was gonna, who was going to know <laughs> yeah who's going to know and these are these are success stories that the government needs to know organizations need to know that these resources that people are investing their time in are creating impact you know because now you yes. being successful is going to feed communities and and children and families and inspire the next person to create the next but that's this is economic development at its greatest and so exactly. um yeah. so excited i need to know uh, with all the free trade agreement that's happening across africa and the reason i need to know the first country that you export to okay um whether right. it's a neighboring country or whether it's into the u.s yes. posted on that okay <laughs> oh yeah definitely so we've been doing uh, when I was in the U.S. Uh, I met a whole lot of entrepreneurs including you <laughs> uh, so I would I would give them a seed bar and then if they had their product would exchange and then we take a picture and post it on our page and say any streets meets Oreo gelato any oh. streets meets a three by oh three granola to- <laughs> oh my gosh yes. I have to come yeah. to Zim now so that we can do that I gotta bring my product exactly we have to <laughs> we have to do that <laughs> yeah so we'll definitely keep you in um, updated yeah, okay. so we are going to export eventually. Yeah. Yay, awesome, awesome. Well, congratulations again, Tracy, and we look forward thank to the you. next time to welcome you back to the Digital Diplomat Podcast. Great, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, there you have it. No matter where you reside, no matter what country, no matter what city or state, there are resources available to you so that you can get started on impacting locally and building globally. My name is W.E. Cruz, and remember to always live at the level of your consciousness and never at the level of your circumstance. You have all the information you need in the caption to get in touch with me. I look forward to seeing you in the next interview.